What's your DEIY? What's your reason for wanting to do diversity, equity, and inclusion work? Why does it matter? Why is it important? Why must you do it right now? Is it peer pressure, client pressure, industry pressure? Or is there something deep inside you that's calling out to say there's a, another future that you're wanting to create? Getting clear for ourselves on the why and being able to communicate it, not only to ourselves, but to others who can help support us is really critical for making that ideal future a reality. You're listening to A Recipe for Transformation with Krista Wilson, a podcast that helps build unique recipes to translate dignity and caring into equitable, inclusive, and anti-racist behaviors in the workplace, helping you transform them into ones that create an environment that fosters dignity, humanity, and respect for all your employees. Because leading transformations that stick require more than just knowing the words. It's about understanding why we are doing what we do and putting people first. When I was in college, my mom invited me back to town to join a vision board party that she was hosting with her friends. Now at these vision board parties, everyone comes together and what they do is they envision the improved or enhanced future that they want for their lives. And then they create a visual representation of that future for the year with magazine cutouts or cutouts of words on, say, a poster board. Now, I was in my early 20s when my mom called and invited me. And I remember asking her, why? Like, why are they doing these vision boards? I remember thinking, if you want to just take a trip to Paris, just take the trip. And, you know, this is coming from a 20-year-old who's very action-driven, youth-filled, impatient, right? And my mom, who was a very early, you know, for, since the 80s, a diversity inclusion director, a human resource director, she told me that the vision is just part of this experience. She told me that the other part of why we do these kinds of events is that Getting clear for ourselves on the why, why all of these things matter, and being able to communicate it, communicating our purpose and communicating our dreams and our values, not only to ourselves, but to others who can help support us is really critical for making that ideal future a reality. So in other words, what my mom taught me is that a vision is important, but it has to be grounded or rooted in a why or a purpose. So common things I used to see in the vision board events were exercising. So why do you want to start exercising? Well, because you want to care for your body, or maybe there's a health challenge that you're trying to intervene on. Or we see travel a lot. So why do you want to travel? 
Maybe your why is because you believe that by exploring other continents and cities or exploring other cultures, we as human beings can be brought closer together. The point is, there's always a why. Always. But when it comes to our work, we're often moving so quickly, we bypass the why and just get into the what, what we're going to do, what we want to create. And this is precisely the reason why I always ask my clients when they come to me for support, what's your DEIY? What's your reason for wanting to do diversity, equity, and inclusion work? Whatever you might call it, Jedi, justice work, belonging. But what's your why? Why does it matter? Why is it important? Why must you do it right now? And I ask these questions because I want to know what's driving them. I want to know what's grounding them and what's going to ground us and root us together in this work should we partner. My friends, I want you to know if you don't get clear about your why and your organization's why for doing diversity, equity, and inclusion, those DEI efforts won't have focus and it'll be easy to quit or watch them slowly lose momentum. Now I'll tell you, when clients come to me and looking for DEI consultation support, I would say maybe 80 or so percent of those organizational leaders come to me and they're asking very similar questions. They'll either say, well, we're seeking support from you, Krista, because we want to become an anti-racist organization. Or they might say, well, We're not exactly sure how to get there, how to build an equitable and inclusive organization, but we think you might be able to help. Or they'll say, you know, we're looking to advance equity inclusion and we've done some activities. We just need a little bit of a jump start. And I'll notice in our conversations, they're using the right language. They're talking about justice and equity, inclusion, belonging, anti-racism. Maybe someone will say liberation here and there, anti-oppression maybe every now and again. But when I ask them to tell me their why for doing this work, their purpose for engaging in this kinds of activities and investments, their face goes from excited to one where their smile drops and they're like more stoic, almost like they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. And then, I assure them it's not a gotcha moment, but that answering this question is critical because doing this DEI work is going to be hard and it's going to be challenging. It's going to raise real personal issues for you because I'm going to tell you stuff's going to bubble up for you and multiply that times everybody in your organization. And there's going to be resistance because people have to learn new behaviors new ways of interacting with one another, and because frankly, change is hard. You're going to have to have conversations that maybe you didn't want to have. And in fact, those are the most important conversations to have. And you're going to be confronting things that you learned from when you were a little kid that you're going to have to unlearn. 
And the work that you're doing on behalf of your organization is going to have a ripple effect in your personal life too. Because, come on now, you can't learn how to be unbiased and equitable and inclusive and then not change the way you show up in your personal relationships at home, in the grocery store, or at the park. So here's the real question. When you embark in this DEI work, are you ready for this? So here's one of the things I think is so interesting. When uh, I ask clients, what's your DEI why? You know, why you're doing this work? There are a number of answers that come in response to that question. So it might be because other people in your industry are doing it. And so you should be too, right? There's a community pressure to do it. Some might say their answer is because, well, it's the right thing to do, right? It's good not to be racist or ableist or sexist or, you know, homophobic, right? It's good to do that. That's why we should do it. But these are just general responses, almost generic, because it's detached from you as an individual. It doesn't say why you specifically should be engaged in this work, why you have chosen to do this work. And this work is personal, even when it's done in the workplace. Because guess what? We don't stop being humans when we start the job. And this is one thing I want you to make sure that you take a note of. When you do DEI work and it's not real to you, then it's not real. You're doing it for someone else. And the reason that we need a DEIY is that when we're in our organizations and there are resource decisions we have to make in terms of budget, time, staffing, those choices have to be made. And the choices are going to be rooted in our values and the things that we think are important. And so when we resource DEI, it's going to be resourced based on our why. Why it's important to us, to our team, and to our entire organizational ecosystem. So what is your why? Is it peer pressure, client pressure, industry pressure? Or is there something deep inside you that's calling out to say there's a another future that you're wanting to create. Do you feel like you're getting some amazing pearls of wisdom on this episode? At Wilson & Associates, our mission is to help folks like you promote dignity and care at work, to transform workplaces into ones that are equitable, inclusive, and anti-racist. We believe that it's more than knowing the catchphrases. This transformation requires understanding why we are doing what we do, doing it with integrity, and centering our humanity and joy along the way. This podcast is just one of the many ways we feed our mission. At Wilson & Associates, we help our partners create fun, supportive, and innovative spaces where our collective humanity is nurtured, our imagination is sparked, and we co-create recipes for advancing racial justice and equity. We know there's a well of information on DEI out there and it can be a little overwhelming. 
but it doesn't have to be. The simplicity lies in creating your own recipe for transformation. We aim to put humanity and dignity back into DEI and our workplaces so that we can create environments where each of us can thrive. So head over to our website at wilson-and-associates.com to find out more about how we can help you and your organization. You can take our self-assessment that can help you explore the different dimensions of DEI in your own organization and determine the best starting point to find your own recipe for transformation at deidiagnostic.com. You can find all our links in the show notes. And let's transform the face of DEI into the face of dignity together. So one of my clients shared their why with me. When I asked them about their DEIY, they shared that, well, one of them is that they would love for their staff and the leadership of the organization to reflect the demographics of who they serve, that they want to make sure that how they make decisions, where the resources go, what the programming looks like reflects and meets the needs of the population that are coming through their clinic. And they said their DEIY is that it matters, that it's about having their health spaces feel different than what mainstream health environments look and feel like, which can be very exclusionary and judgmental and othering. They want to create a different space. And then many of the people that I engage with told their own story about how they had been othered in the medical care system. And so they took their DEI question and made it personal. They made a connection to who they are as people and why DEI matters to them as humans and also matters to their organization. So I'll tell you, Since 2020, there are tens and tens of thousands of organizations doing diversity, equity, and inclusion work using a dozen different acronyms. The question for you is, why does it matter if your organization is doing DEI work? Perhaps you have a clear mission and a clear vision for your organization. You know the services that you provide or the products that you provide. You have clarity about who your audience or consumers are. But why does it matter that you have clarity about this extra layer of DEI work? Why does it matter that you specifically are doing DEI work? I ask this question to my clients all the time, and it often takes them a moment to dig deep, to get specific to their industry about why diversity, equity, inclusion matters for them as, say, a university or a theater company or a health clinic. It matters. It matters to get specific. What I offer is to think about what is your mission and the vision of your organization? Start there. And then I want you to think about What are the products or services that you provide to your clients? And then think about your staff experiences and what their ideal culture is. What do you want them to be experiencing in the organization? 
when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion? Do you want them to feel like they belong in the organization? Why does that matter? And what would that mean to them? How would they describe equity or belonging? And what would it look and feel like to experience diversity or equity or inclusion or belonging or justice in your organization? So that's just a glimpse of these powerful visioning questions I lead clients through to help them think about the future state of DEI they want for their organizations. But now I want to offer you some of the reflective questions that I offer for some journaling to start to get tactical and very specific to get to the answer to your own DEI why. So here's what you can do. Go ahead and grab some paper and a pen or a napkin and a spare crayon or come back to this part of the podcast when you have a moment to be in a place where you can write down your answers. Here are three action planning questions that can help you get to the bottom of your own DEIY. This first planning question is for you to consider why does your organization want to do DEI and why does it matter? Why does it matter to your organization's mission or to its core purpose? So that's the organization's DEIY. The second planning question here is why does it matter to you personally? Why does it matter to you that you work for an organization who's engaged in DEI work? Why does it matter to you that you use your time to support the advancement of diversity, equity, and inclusion? What's your why? And the third action-based planning question to help you get to your DEI why is why does it matter in the first place if your organization does DEI? What would be different, better, enhanced, or improved if your organization did DEI right now for real? Because here's the thing. If you're going to be the language I hear all the time, an anti-racist organization, that's a huge statement. Like, that's a really big thing to say, we are anti-racist. There is no racism happening here. We are an equitable organization. Only equity happens here. We are an inclusive organization. Everybody is welcomed and people feel like they belong here. So if that is what your organization is striving to become, then what needs to be in place and what needs to be removed? And why does it matter in the first place if we create an organization where all those things are true? It's a really big deal to make this declarative statement that we are an anti-racist organization. We lead with diversity, equity, and inclusion. These are big, grandiose statements. And I want all of my clients and anyone that will listen to me to understand the gravity of that. Because in order to become that kind of a workplace, there's resources that have to be put into place. It means that just like, say, marketing has a line item in the organization's budget, 
or HR, recruitment, maybe security, you know, website maintenance. All these things are just sunk costs that are built into the organization's operating cost. The same is true for anything that's required, anything that's required to ensure that DEI is the reality of that organization. So this is what's on the line. This is something that has to be funded now forever. It's not a six-month initiative. It's a forever investment. It's now part of our organization's identity. So the question for all of us is, what commitments are we willing to make? in terms of staff time and resources? What are we willing to release so that DEI can thrive? This is what I meant when I said choices earlier, because there are choices that have to get made and this work can be a little uncomfortable. And so if we don't have a clear why, it's easy to give up. It's easy to shortchange that budget or to overload staff time so that the DEI work kind of falls to the wayside. And it doesn't happen on purpose. It happens slowly over time. And so what happens is six months down the line, we'll be resource low, staff gets frustrated, maybe you do too. And in the hubbub of work busyness, people have lost sight of why we were doing DEI in the first place. I just heard this the other day with a client because we had real, quote unquote, real work to do. It's clear that the DEI is the work. It's integrated in every aspect of the organization. And so that's our work. It's to get clear about why we're doing DEI. So this is my invitation to you all. Wherever you are in your DEI journey, it's to pause for just a moment and clarify what is your DEI why? What is our purpose for doing DEI in the first place? I promise you the answer to that question is so transformative that it will shape your planning, it will shape your activities and it will shape your budgets. And ultimately, it will shape how you will ensure that diversity, equity, and inclusion is thriving in your organization, and so are your people. Creating unique recipes for how people can experience dignity and also thrive at work is a mission that involves and requires all of us. If you felt moved to take action through this episode, I hope you'll subscribe and share this podcast with the people you know will benefit from it. You see, the more dignity and respect we can build into the workplace, the more we can create the kinds of environments that foster and celebrate our humanity. You can stay connected to and join us in this mission by visiting www.recipefortransformation.com. It's here you're gonna find podcast episodes, resources to support your racial justice and equity work, and learn how you can hire my consulting firm to help leaders just like you build workplaces where people are treated with dignity, experience a sense of belonging, and have an opportunity to thrive. 
every podcast episode and resource on the site will give you one more ingredient you can use to create your very own customized recipe for transformation for you, for those you work with, and your entire organization. This recipe is gonna help you create lasting change, more so than the old ways of DEI. We're counting on you to co-create the future that we need right now. Moving beyond the words, moving into purpose, and putting people first.